It's a name. The name is Law Nation. Come on. They say, ain't no party like a cowboy party. What about a bye week party? The league is wide open. I got to give you guys my thoughts. I got to give you guys my opinions of the situation. Cowboy Nation, without hesitations, nor deviation to the matter. Be sure to tune in to this. Come on. As the road fill up, shout out to all my dogs. Appreciate you so much for being part of this episode. You can check it out on multiple outlets. Shout out to you. Let's go. Yo. Come on. Mama said there will be days just like this. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. We build a plane while it's in the air. Come on. All right. Appreciate y'all so much. Like I said, the name is Law Nation. Uh, we're gonna talk about this NFL in general. Let let me make sure. Let me let me know if the audio is straight before we go too far down here. Let me know if uh, everything you guys can hear me pretty good. All right. So here here's the thing. The Dallas Cowboys in this NFL for the first time in a long time. The NFL is wide open. It is wide open. Don't y'all see the NFL for what it is? Did the Jets win today? And I know y'all can talk about, hey, divisional game, blah, blah, blah. But but did the Jets beat the Bills today? Right? Y'all let me know. And this NFL seems as if, though, if you put things around a team, you can really. You can really make things happen. Shout out to Eastside Harold, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's my guy Eastside, man. We worry about you, man. We're rooting for your team this weekend. That's probably why y'all lost, huh? <laughs> but uh, on a on a lighter note, he says, uh, "How about them Houston MF and Astros?" You know, you know. So he, he, somebody's winning in Houston, and it's his Astros. And and shout out to them. Uh, for what they do appreciate them appreciate them uh, and, and for those who don't know who Eastside Harold is on the Facebook uh, he is a loyal citizen of Houston and he loves his teams in Houston and uh, he, 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 drop, he drops by from time to time alright so he, here's what I wanted to say about this team Heading off the bye. We're 6-2. and two. We heard news and noise and all type of other things about, hey, hey we, we couldn't win the Jerry Judy sweepstake, right? The Cowboys didn't want to reach into that money and spend that plus, give up draft compensations and a whole bunch of other things. So we lost out on that. We lost out on my guy Eastside Harrell, you know, a uh, guy Brandon Cooks. 
because they didn't want to pay the $18 million guarantee. They didn't want to do that. And it was like, hey, we're not going to pay the man uh, money plus give you draft compensation. So we ain't finna do that around here in Dallas. We love our guys. We like our draft picks too. So we don't want to do that. So there's news processes out naturally. There was this other wide receiver who got sized for a Super Bowl ring this offseason by the name of Odell Beckham. For those who don't know, uh, I called him Odella. So I'm not the biggest fan of Odell, but I understand and I know talent when I see one, right? I'm not finna sit here and lie to kick it to you guys. I can literally see that Odell is better than Noah Brown. Odell would be better than Jalen Tobert. Odell Beckham would be better than probably James Washington. But the thing that they're going to sell to us is that James Washington. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. And then also... Well, what I'm saying is that there are known <laughs> knowns and that there are known unknowns. But there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. And James Washington could be that guy, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't... Got clips of him doing it in a Cowboys uniform or in a eight in a three because that's his number, by the way. And I'm looking at it like this. We all have our hopes that James Washington can come into the mix and help us get to that next level on the wide receiver situation. And I'm not dogging Noah Brown and I'm not dogging C.D. Lamb, nor am I dogging What's this other guy's name that wears 13? Oh, Michael Gallup. I'm not doing that. No. But what I'm trying to do is better my best. I don't care. Look, on Baby Boy, you know, remember, <laughs> old boy was saying, girl, I lie to you because I care about your feelings. Huh? I ain't finna be lying to y'all because I care about your feelings. I'm out here to tell you the truth, and I know that you guys probably be allergic to it, but I'm going to say it. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. It's just what it is. Bring them in for a cup of coffee, and you let them know, hey, this is what we need. I need you to be out here for us, your understanding and knowledge of the game to help out this dude that wear 88 on his chest, to help out this dude that also wear 13. Uh, now, we don't have number three for you but i'm for sure the cowboys can arrange something maybe put 19 on him put 19 on odell beckham you know <laughs> but that could be the situation there um spe speculation is speculations you're right let me put the chat up so everybody can see and i appreciate everybody for jumping in yeah speculation is speculation lance bell yeah uh and, and here's another thing that i i have to bring to the table according to glazer that odell is expecting to clear all medical clearances by the end of this week now that could be uh, putting lipstick on a pig. We got to see him run routes ourselves with our natural eyes. We got to see him out there on the field. And those are things that we would have to sit back and wait. But from what I can see from the NFL, it's wide open. There's really no team that's a clear runaway in the National Football League. And I know I'm going to hear a few Eagles fans say, but we, we ain't in all law. We, we undefeated. Fly, 
eagles fly to the land of no victory. You're going to hear that from them and their fan base. Fly, eagles fly. They ain't no, but when I looked at the tape, it looked like they struggled to beat the Houston Texans, right? And that's how they actually sound, by the way. Yeah? Fly, eagles fly. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I kid you not. Uh, I was watching my daughter the other day, and the show came on. It's Stephen Maggie. I said, "Wait a minute, hold on." You know, they, don't they have the Eagles show? The Eagles got a show out there on YouTube. It's called Stephen Maggie. This sound just like I'm looking up. I can't, I can't, you guys not. <laughs> and I said, all I can think of that's the voice that I use for when I hear the Eagles talk. Yeah, it's Stephen Maggie. Wow. <laughs> so somebody gonna be typing in Stephen Maggie show. <laughs> all you gotta do is re- re- replace that blackbird and put the eagle bird up there it'll be the same show you know <laughs> refs help them too especially on their first opening series there though you know it is what it is cowboy nation uh, I, i'm not gonna pull out monty i rock you know until until <laughs> yo, you got a funny name <laughs> you got a funny youtube name but um i'm not gonna pull that 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 tape out until december you know that's just what it is unless a team have something worthy of me pulling out the monty the full monty baby you know uh odell is another vet that we can use this is for my guy tavis yeah uh, i do look at that and speaking of that let's let's play a little of this audio from Stephen Maggie. <laughs> Since I've covered the team, have been that they're not going to be a team that makes big moves. Uh, not only just at the trade deadline, but just in trades in general. I mean, the only one that's happened since I've covered the team is really the Amari Cooper deal. And I just didn't get the sense that they they feel they need a receiver as badly as they they did at that time. At that time, it was really evident the team was struggling. On top of it, I mean, this team's six and two, and so as much as I think that they needed to add a wide receiver. I don't think they felt they needed to add one as badly. But the fact that they did were at least making calls and there was interest at wide receiver, if if I'm if I'm gonna sell any hope to any Cowboys fans, <laughs> hey, maybe this just in some way, some small way ratchets up maybe some maybe some December interest in Odell Beckham. All right, so that is from John Mishota. Uh He was on 105.3 The Fan with my guy Reggie and Kelvin. I uh, really appreciate both of those guys over there putting in some hard work, and this was previously this week or last week, basically. So what I want to say is, is this right here, Cowboy Nation, the Dallas Cowboys, this league is so wide open right now, I don't see a team that's like light years ahead of one of another, right? It used to be years that we look at this league and say, hey, man, that team looked like it's really unstoppable. Hey, that team got a solid, sound defense, man. You know, or that team looked like the quarterback. He ain't going to make a lot of mistakes. Oh, excuse me. Look at the coaching staff and what they're doing over there, you know. But this seems and feels so right that all the Cowboys have to do, and I'm not saying that Odell is the answer. You know, let me preface my statement. You know, let me let me preface my statement when I say this. The answer would be, shout out to my guy, Big Game James, 30 for 30, run the ball, right? Split that thing. I don't want to see Dak Prescott actually throwing the ball over 30, right? I actually got him in the range of 24 to maybe 27 max. But the real, real deal would be 
this dude by the name of Tony Pollard. You know, run the ball with him. Uh, make sure that you do not go through a game with him only seeing the ball four times. Five times. Six times. You got to figure out in your mind, in your head, to give this man ten touches. Minimum. What's the minimum sentences? Ten. You got to at least give this man ten touches. You don't. Unless it's so blown out of the water, then, then you can roll and parlay some other things. And the sword to the sledgehammer or the sledgehammer to the sword, it doesn't matter. Don't make this a situation where you play into the hands of the four ladder, the five ladder, the three ladder, whatever ladder there is out there. That one is better than the other. No. Sometimes when you're fighting in war, sometimes you need the slinky. You know what I'm saying? You, sometimes you need the slingshot, you know, the slinky to, to confuse people, right? You know, all weapons are necessary. The pocket knife, sure. I watched that movie with uh, Ildris. You know, he had to fight the lion. He pulled out a pocket knife. Sometimes you may need the pocket knife. Sometimes you may need your machete. Sometimes you need your machine gun. But what Kelly Moore have to stick to is making sure that he used the sword when necessary and used the sledgehammer when necessary. You know what I'm saying? Y'all feel what I'm saying with my analogy, you know, and metaphors and all of those things. So I just look at it from that aspect of it. And the Cowboys, I truly see that when we look back at the tape, yes, the tape, and I know the biggest thing that a lot of people have reservations on is can the Cowboys stop the run, right? That's the biggest thing, what the Cowboys will do when a team got a lot of physicality, what the Cowboys will do when they get punched in the mouth and they're down by 10, right? Or they can't fool around and move the ball. Are they wise enough to play the field to not be greedy, kick the field goal, punt it away, trust your defense. Those are things that down the line that I hope that the Cowboys get better at, believe it or not. However, when you look back at the tape against the Chicago Bears, majority of the runs was on the outside. They didn't run it in the middle. Big Jonathan Hankins, he did his job. And there are some articles out there, Cowboy Nation, and ladies and gentlemen, from the Washington team. You know, although they lost, they gave the Vikings a run for their money. And the Vikings didn't, <laughs> their record just as flawed as other teams, right? The Vikings didn't really dominate in that game, right? But one can argue and say, hey, you seen Ridgeway? Now, I do, I do know he wet the bed by, uh, by jumping over the center, knocking him down. But Ridgeway been a good number for them. And the Cowboys fumbled the bag because we end up cutting him or put him, pretty much putting him on the practice squad who we drafted with a fifth-round draft pick for. And he's been utilizing you somewhere else. And the guy that we held on to a little bit too long was Tristan Hill. I tell people all the time, a double-minded person is wicked in all thy ways, right? <laughs> you know, that's what the good book said. You can't be lukewarm with it. So at some point you can't have your foot halfway in and halfway out, right? What other evaluation that you had to say from Tristan Hill? He's been here for a long stay. 
You're supposed to continue to do the proper evaluation of Ridgeway. You guys get what I'm saying? So, yes, if you knew that you was froggy on Tristan Hill, why hold him for those extra weeks? And if I heard this before, I want you guys to listen. Unstable, yeah, yes. If they're even or a little bit better, then you go with the youth. You go with the size, right? You know, you, we can literally say that, okay, if we kept Hill, then, then, then this wouldn't have happened, right? And if we kept Ridgeway, that wouldn't have happened. No, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, they kind of made up ground for picking up Jonathan Hankins. But I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my head now saying that, hey, the Cowboys had big beef inside and it could have been stupid good with this. Close your eyes and imagine. Big Bo, Big Jonathan, and Ridgeway. You know, it would have been even better. But that's a story of another day. All right, so, uh, and, and because he was injured. Yeah, shout out to you, Aaron Pitts. Appreciate you. Uh... We went with the size, yeah. Are we still investigating? No, I don't think. <laughs> Her, uh, all right, all right. Who, who we got over here? Appreciate you, Brandy. Thank you so much. Let's listen to the rest of this. And uh, Keith, appreciate you with the best. Appreciate you. And Willie Morton Jr., appreciate you for the 99 stars. Shout out to everybody on the Star Game and uh, on the Facebook groove. I really appreciate you. Love with the stars for helping me grow over here thank y'all so much so john i mean obviously i think we're all speaking about the the reported interest that they had and discussions that they were having with the texans on maybe making a deal for brandon cooks uh do you have any further insight or any uh ideas of what the discussions looked like for brandon cooks I don't. I don't. I saw some of those reports too, and it's a little day uh, behind, just to so be completely honest with you guys, when it happened, one of the first things I thought of when I saw that is this sounded a lot like the um, when right before Dak hit that deadline on the first franchise tag, and when he ended up playing under the tag. I don't know if you guys remember at the time, but there were some reports that came out that they were really close and they started talking right before the deadline and they mm-hmm. just couldn't get it done. I don't <laughs> buy into that stuff. I, if you really are. Oh, John, John, John Rashada, he he's telling it how it is. I love it. And shout out to John. Appreciate him, man. Uh, he wasn't buying that. You know, the Cowboys, man, the story of we almost close always sells more than, hey, they actually picked the guy up almost, right? There's storylines upon storyline. Hey, man, boy, in the last hour, you know, in the 12th hour, we was almost close, but, you know, we just couldn't get there. <laughs> that storyline sells more. Think about this. Contextualize it as this, Cowboy Nation. Close but no cigar, right? Contextualize it like this. There's no other team in the National Football League that have multiple stories about the deal that didn't go through, but the Cowboys do have those storylines every year. Even I'm to the belief that even if Odell Beckham goes to another team, if he's not even ultimately signed by the Cowboys, right, <laughs> that there will be a report, a news, an article, whereas he flew in, he worked out, and he was almost close, but, you know, the, the deal was sweeter 
in the Buffalo Bills area or the deal was sweeter elsewhere, right? We always hear that storyline, the close but no cigar. You know, and we, we heard it before, like, we heard it twice, twine, twine. We heard it from Von Miller Camp, right? Hey, you know, he was waiting for his call. He had his whole pep rally in DeSoto right down the street from Dallas. Everybody, mama, uncle, cousin, if you're from the local area, you already know. That, that that Von Miller, he don't like the Cowboys. He loved the Cowboys. Bumped into some of his family members just the other day. Hey, you Law Nation, Law Nation, man, my, man, my cousin really wanted to play, dog. Yeah, they just never picked up the phone. He was just sitting there waiting, watching, right? <laughs> and uh, the other one, Zadarius, what, what's his name? Zadarius, this offseason, Smith, playing for the Vikings. Y'all remember that storyline? <laughs> the Cowboys were close, but, you know, it was kind of iffy on the back situation. Go back, rewind the tape. I told you guys, hey, this dude can still generate numbers because if this situation in Cowboys land and what he was doing over there in Green Bay, et cetera, he would have a good situation. And then uh, he ended up going to Baltimore for a cup of coffee. Baltimore contract didn't finalize, and he went back to uh, Minnesota Vikings. Y'all remember that whole storyline? Close. The Cowboys are close. It just came really, really <laughs> close the deal. You know, I guess the deadline make deal situation. Uh, Beast Mode said he wanted Zadarius Smith, right? And, and I could recall that there was a, a lot of people saying that he's injury prone and he's no good. He's a shell of himself and he will be a horrible pickup. And they kind of liken it to the other guy that we picked up in the past in 2020. I forgot his name. Is the tip of my tongue. Uh, Alden Smith or something like that. Who Alden Smith, by the way, didn't play that terribly in 2020. No, it was the other guy from the Minnesota team. I forgot his name. But he was uh, Everson, I believe, Griffin. They were like, ah, oh, man, he's going to be like Everson Griffin. Law, you don't need him. <laughs> I feel you. Right now, Doris Armstrong is doing a decent job. But he is this. He is this. When you look back at the tape and you look at the sack numbers, that's cool. But he is literally. This dude Setting the edge. What's going on with Doris Armstrong? Those things, when you go back and re-look at the tape, you sit there and say, hey, man, his his run-stopping ability on the edge is coming from him, right? I think that right now that although Doris Armstrong got a lot of sacks, right, and I'm not trying to say I'm reverse, not trying to eat the crow, and I don't want to hear Boss Cowboy, don't you, don't you come over here, Boss Cowboy, and say, hey, law, see, that's why I don't eat the crow. But what I'm saying is that I think that right now Sam Williams, Sam Williams is pretty doggone against the run, and he probably need more snaps, and I know he didn't play last game due to his knee situation, but there seems to be a situation that the Cowboys may need help in the future. But we may be okay with Sam Williams if he can get that starter role. <laughs> but let's listen to more what they have to say. We're going to get something done. You know in advance, hey, this is what we're offering, this is what we're doing. Um, but then again, I guess it could be different because I'm looking at it from a Dak Prescott contract perspective. And in this perspective, 
you're also dealing with another team, in this case the Texans, who maybe they were uh, maybe they were playing a little chicken with the Cowboys and a few other teams to think that hey somebody will come in here and 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 they'll they'll take whatever this you know what we're looking for and what we want and we'll get this type of draft compensation and then all of a sudden maybe in the final you know 10 15 minutes they didn't get what they were looking for but I don't know that I buy that it came down to just you know the clock down to the last few seconds I think that uh, all sides involved were just probably not as close as, as what's being reported. Right. John, when you look at this team now going forward, based on not making a move at the trade deadline, do you still see something possibly happening in the free agent market, Odell Beckham Jr., or anything <laughs> else, or is this team pretty much where they are now after acquiring Jonathan Hank is on this defensive line? Yeah, I don't think that they're necessarily this is it. Um, Odell is certainly one that, I mean, until he signs somewhere else, that that, that has to be on the radar. Right, of course, right. he has to come back and, and show that he's healthy, and I would think that he would need to play in some regular season games before you'd want him to play in any playoff games. But um, even with him coming off a second ACL injury, I, I just if he can show that that knee is healthy, I mean, Odell, I, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't have something to offer. Um, I mean, he was such a huge part of the taking Super that Rams team and putting them over the top last year. I don't see why a year later he couldn't do something similar for a team like the Cowboys. And judging by everything that I've seen reported about his injury and, and him coming back and, and what he wants to do, everything I've I've heard is it's all Super Bowl related. I want to go to a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl. And Goody. so for all the, those that would think, oh, well, then he's just going to go back to the Rams. You know, that was the talk, you know, before the season started. Well, they're not looking that great right now. <laughs> and then and you have teams like Buffalo and, and you know, like obviously Green Bay. Or, but I just, I think if the Cowboys really wanted him and, and just the way that Odell is in terms of the, his play style, you know, he's, a big personality reminds me in a lot of ways of Des Bryant. Uh, they're friends. They, I just they've always, I've always seen a lot of similarities between those two. I mean, I could see him really loving that idea of being being the guy that ends up helping the Cowboys put everything over the top. And that, and so until he signs with another team, I will not. I would not close the door on that. But I mean, there's other possibilities out there. I wouldn't say that they're completely set with this lineup. I mean, especially if wide receiver play doesn't get better on the team. Well, no doubt, uh, great analysis from John Mishota. By the way, check him out on Twitter. Uh, just wonderful uh, for what he do on Twitter and beyond, and his writing ability is just crazy. Uh, my thing is with this is with Odell. I absolutely get it. Cowboys, you, you look at the stats and the numbers and say, hey, man, it's very comparable to – uh, Gallup, right, for what Gallup brings to the table, right? His numbers and stats in the last few years are very comparable to X, Y, and Z. Nevertheless, when you look at the total way of defensive back play him versus others on this team, they got to give Odell respect versus Noah Brown. They got to give Odell respect, believe it or not, over CD Lamb because one thing that you don't want to happen is someone showing up right flexing on you after a catch or being that momentum that spark and igniter right and that's what he was able to bring to the table for the Rams that assurance right not just insurance but the assurance to know that hey this guy if I throw it and I close my eyes and say for the love of Allah you know and he throws it and then he comes down with the ball that helps you know no one last year threw more interceptions than Stafford by the way you know so or it was tied for him and some other guy but you guys get what I'm saying this team 
heading down the, the stretch, got to understand that you're looking for any way that you can get an edge over the opposition. And keep in mind, even the trash can can get a stake here and there, objectively speaking, positively speaking, too. So the Cowboys need to look into that. On the flip side, I heard today on a show, Big Mike McCarthy, he said that this guy is about a week out. And y'all know who I'm talking about, James Washington. He's about a week out, and he may be that guy. You must be out of your goddamn mind. No, I'm not. He may be that guy, too. This is the thing. This is the thing. When you wait too late, right? To apologize or you wait too long <laughs> to get along. You have to really reach down into the hearts of hearts and say, I hope that this guy can pan out. I hope that this situation can work out. I hope because that's where we at right now. <laughs> Come on, baby. If you team James Washington, let me know in the chat, baby. <laughs> Action power says, ha ha. Stop the cap, Lord. I love it, baby. If you team James Washington, please put it in the please, 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 please put it in the in the caption below, or just put in eighty three. You know, I roll with that too. You know, just put it down because y'all already know anything can happen. You know, you know how it goes, Cowboy Nation. <laughs> it could just be his time to shine. I was wrong on a few players, and he could be the last. That's one uh, that make every, everybody else wrong go to him, you know. Stop the cap. <laughs> when you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. John, I mean, I was about to bring it up, but we got someone on the truckwreck.com text line saying, why do you think Tristan Hill got released? And that was something that maybe slid a little bit under the radar as it wasn't a trade, but it was a move that they made. What was the decision making behind Tristan Hill Let being break uh, that down. released and moved on from by these Cowboys? I'll tell you, one of the most interesting things around this time of year in the NFL is, is trying to just track certain guys that aren't playing. You right. know, you're like, why isn't this guy out there right now this week or whatever like that? And there is that little bit of they don't want to play that certain player because they are trying to shop that player. They don't want them to go out there and get hurt. Right, um, right. And so for that, I'm bringing that up because I see some of that with potentially the Tristan Hill being inactive this past week. And then also where Terrell Basham is, um, where, with him coming back from injury, and, and, and he's pretty close. I think what it came down to is that they're pretty loaded on the defensive line. Before he go more into that, let me give you guys a nugget. You know what I'm saying? Don't you guys know that the best off-season edge guy, in my opinion, was Terrell Basham? He was everywhere. Don't you guys know we're midway in the season? What will he have that a third of the NFL don't? Oh, let me give you guys the answer. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. It could be that Terrell Basham started the downfall of Russell Wilson's season with the Denver Broncos shattered the one-two step confidence in that particular program because he did picked off 
Russell Wilson, you know. So I'm not trying to give you guys so much Kool-Aid that you be Kool-Aid drunk with law. But don't it feel good? You know, don't it feel good to know that we got these type of reinforcements? Now, I don't know how Terrell Basham is against the run, by the way, but I'm going to take a look at some of his old clips from last year and see what he does best against the run. But I know for sure he's a pass rusher type of guy, and he's crazy athletic. We got so much problems with the edge, and it's a good problem, by the way, because we got freakish athletic guys. I just want to press that one more time. <laughs> and it became a numbers game. And so it was probably going to have to be Tristan Hill or Basham. And Basham brings more value. I mean, he can True. rush the passer. You could argue last season was the best season of his career. Uh, whereas Tristan Hill does a lot of similar things that Neville Gallimore does. They right. just added Jonathan Hankins. Uh, this is a team that, I mean, not just this team, but most teams, you know, on those third downs, when you're looking for someone to rush the passer, that's generally when they're bringing more DNs out on the field, not more, you know, three-technique defensive tackle types. And so uh, I think it came down to Neville Gallimore and Tristan Hill, and uh, they ended, and Terrell Ter- Basham gets a mix in there as well, and I think yeah. that they just decided uh, it's a tough decision. We'd like to keep Tristan Hill, but we got to get rid of somebody, and so it ultimately ended up being him. Tough. John Machota of The Athletic yeah. joining us right here on the Get Right Revenge KG on 105 through the fan via the Diamond Factory Hotline. So now the as Diamond we spin Factory. this forward here, this team on its bye week, 6-2, and two, sole possession of second place in the NFC East, right in the thick of it, Into in the, the thick NFC of it. playoff picture altogether. How does this team move forward now, and what do you believe the ceiling is for this team given what they currently have on this roster? All right, so that's a great question before uh, John Mishota goes. Um, it's wide open, baby. That's why I said the league is wide open. I should have carved it in and said the NFC is wide open, but the league is wide open. The league, you know, Cincinnati hot and cold, right? The Bills, they just lost to the Jets, right? Oh, my goodness. Aaron Rodgers. He looking like a shell of himself, throwing three picks, one tub, right? Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> and I said, don't don't y'all say that this game against the Green Bay Packers will be a trap game because I'll be upset and angry with you. You know, I look at Green Bay as a national enemy of ours, right? And every time we play Green Bay, I don't care if they had went back and brought Ty Detmer or somebody – they pull Brett Favre out of retirement. You know, I want to bring physical pain to those boys, you know, and if <laughs> make them holler my name, we all going to die. You know what I'm saying? We bleed through similar veins, baby. I want, to, I want them to feel it, right? <laughs> bring it. We right here, and we ain't going anywhere. Cowboys, baby. I can't stand the Green Bay Packers. On my soul, I can't stand them. And I know y'all feeling the same way, man. Hey, the Jets are 6-3, and three, this Choctaw, Montana. Yeah, so what I'm saying is the league is wide open, right? It's supposed to be a year-to-year league, but every now and then, man, a team come out of their ashes. And it's been a long time, baby. It's been a long time. Uh, Mike says Eagles, Vikes, Hawks, boys, Brady. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. They lost today, right? But they gave a run to the. They gave a run for their money. They did. They gave a run for who they played. Did they play the? I got it right here. While I'm guessing, let me see if I can pull it up. Here we go. 
Okay, game tonight, Titans versus Chiefs. And, you know, that's AFC, so it's not even our conference. They play the Chargers. Chargers pull one out, right? <laughs> I was saying the Falcons may get that in, but, you know, I'm going to have to take a shot for that because I think I picked the Falcons over the Chargers. And I think Twin, he picked the Chargers. Uh, the Bears. Okay. I think we both picked the uh, Dolphins, so we we going to be good on that. Bengals, C42. Last week they was looking like what's on the bottom of most people's feet. And now look at them. And the Packers, 9-15. to I think that that guy, he threw, well, let me see what he threw. A QBR. He was 23 for 43, 291 yards, one tub, three INTs. He was sacked one time, and he got a QBR of 24.8 against the Lions. And uh, (laughs) I wonder, like Steven, you know, will ESPN, the three-ladder, the four-ladder network, see this? You know what I'm saying? I wonder, will they talk about the 24.8 QBR? I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear, well, 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 Lord, he don't have any targets as far as a wide receiver. I thought that he's supposed to elevate the wide receiver. I thought that when you got a superior arm like an Aaron Rodgers, that you're supposed to be able to pick up somebody from Walmart and you're supposed to go down there to Rite Aid and Dollar General and say, hey, y'all three, y'all want to run some routes? I'm Aaron Rodgers. Nobody can stop me, you know? So he's supposed to be able to still win that. Alan Lazard and all of those other guys, Tanya and all of those boys, because that was the levels of expectations that was bestowed upon us, right? (laughs) That you can literally have a great quarterback and they can elevate anyone, right? So, yeah, Sam, I will be petty. Yes, (laughs) he's supposed to be able to elevate me. They're supposed to be able to call my phone and say, Law, are you willing to go to Wisconsin to catch balls from Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron Rodgers is supposed to make me look like the next coming of the playmaker because that's going to be my move when I get that first down, right? <laughs> At the age of 40, I'm supposed to be able to get out there and do some things, right? But it don't appear that way. Now, Aaron. Keep that same energy because we don't want you next week all of a sudden connecting the dots. We want you to stick, keep that same energy. Come on, baby. <laughs> well, I still think the ceiling. I think the ceiling of this team is they can get to the Super Bowl. Um, they they obviously would have to stay. They'd have to stay in pretty good fortunes in terms of the injury department. You know, you can't lose the Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence or Trayvon or Dak or you know some of these other guys, C.D. Lamb and such. Uh, so they're going to have to be fortunate there, stay relatively healthy on the offensive line. But if that happens, um, you know, this is a team that I, I do think, you know, Kevin, you mentioned on the, when we were doing the media mash podcast earlier today about that San Francisco loss in the playoffs and how, you know, they they were they out-physicaled the Cowboys. And I think there is, there is a learning experience from that. And, and I don't know that we'll see that exact same team uh, this year in a playoff situation. And so – uh, even though they didn't make a move today, I, I still think they're completely in the hunt. And 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 as much as it's, I'm saying this because of how well I think the team's playing and what they've been able to overcome already this season, mainly losing back and, and still being six and two right now. It's also I just you look at the landscape of the NFC. There just isn't. I mean, the Eagles are clearly the best team in the NFC, and and I don't think that anybody looked at the way the Cowboys played them with Cooper Rush at quarterback and thought, oh, geez, how do you ever beat this Eagles team? I mean, so. Uh, it, the, the NFC is there for the taking. Now, 
you got to get to the Super Bowl, and then when you get there, if you have to face, you know, the Bills or Chiefs, Barring that's another injuries. story. Yeah. But the, as far as the <laughs> NFC goes, I think that they're right there with all of them. We're talking to John Machota and John. I mean, I don't think that I think we've reached the pinnacle of Tony Pollard talk in around the nation at this point. <laughs> and if we've had a lot of conversations over years at this point of Tony Pollard getting touches and getting more involved, and this is the first year that seemed like they've done a little bit more. And of course, out of necessity, they really had to give it to him, and he produced this way. What is the ideal mix of Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott? And do you trust this organization and especially this uh, coaching staff to actually hit that number or hit that mark? Oh, before he uh, answered that, I appreciate you, Keith. Best the second. Man, that's a dope name right there. The best. You know, I like that name. Keith Best on uh, Facebook with the 200 stars. Man, I appreciate you, man. The best family. <laughs> you know, and then I know when it's on Facebook, that's y'all names, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Facebook community going strong. The 200 stars, baby. Appreciate you. Let me give you another one. So, I wonder if he's going to say balance. I wonder if he's going to say as the flow of the game, right? There, there shouldn't be. Like, I get it. Like, it's crass for me to say, okay, we will win the game if we just run the ball for 27 to 28 times because we are undefeated in the last blah, 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 blah times that the Cowboys did that. No, I'm not going to throw those cheap stats at you guys. It got to be within the context of the game, right, of when you get touches and understanding that you set the tone in the first quarter. You set the tone. You shouldn't be sitting there saying, all right, we're going to wait till the second quarter around five minutes in to set the tone. You set that tone in the first quarter. You set it right then and there and let them know that we are the mighty Cowboys, right? Let them know. We're going to deliver this to you all night long, all night, all night long, all night. That's what we do. We bring it all night long or all day long. We set the tone and then everything else will soften up. Everything else will soften up. That's football. That's coaching. And you should be able to walk out there boldly with grace and mercy, right? And say, hey, we got the firepower to do such. And this is even before we talking about any of the wide receivers going out there grabbing them. Right? Come on. I do. Um, I know fans uh, want to see Tony, especially after Sunday, you know, get this 20 carry. He's the lead back. Everybody just move out of the way type thing. But uh, <laughs> I don't get the sense that's going to happen. And, and, and today was Today's a good day at, at the star because uh, we got all a uh, chance to talk to all the assistant coaches and uh, we don't, we don't get to talk to them during the season other than the, during the bye week and then one time at training camp. And it's kind right. of, they make almost all of them available in like a 30 minute window. So you got to get what you can get. And, and I'll tell you what, running back coach Skip Pete was, was as good Skip. as anybody in terms of just talking about uh, that group and, and, yeah. and the balance between using and Zeke and Tony Pollard and, and the way he compared it is that, Tony Pollard's like a race car where when they have him out there, they want to be able to maximize every touch that he gets because yeah. he has the chance to do what he did in that game right. uh, against the Bears and have those big runs that uh, he's turned several of them into long touchdown runs. And see, the thing is, though, is if you have a guy like that, you don't necessarily want him getting you know the, the 18, 20, 25 carries because 
that will take away from from what he is. When they have right, him out there, they right. want him to be at his best so that if a hole Ferrari. does open, yeah. he can take it to the house. And then, obviously, the other side of it is he compared Zeke to more of your, uh, you know, luxury sedan type who can can last for several miles and, and you don't have to worry about the wear and tear as much. Uh, and it, and it's just and, and is the physical type guy, and he compared them them two to one being basically like a hammer and the other one being the sword, and that just the way that they work together, I I, I just think that that's generally what they want. They want both of those guys to play together, and of course, you know Jerry Jones. Whenever he's talked about Zeke, he talks about how you know the team goes as Zeke goes, and people roll their eyes at that. But I think it's more of the team will go as as really Zeke and Tony Pollard together, and especially with them not addressing wide receiver. I think they're solid at wide receiver, but where they're at right now without making an addition there, I think it leans even more to if this running game is elite c- coupled with that defense, then then they should win a lot of games. Oh, my goodness, man. That was a great Great, great analysis and, and uh, info and intel from, from uh, John Mishota. You know, protect that man at all costs, uh, Cowboy Nation. And uh, the link to that uh, excerpt is now in the chat area. And, and let me say this. Have you ever seen someone that had two automobiles and they both cars, right? And you have a cousin of someone they may have an F-150, right? And nobody knows the cousin or the friend or the person. You may be in the chat. That person with the truck until you need them, right? <laughs> when you don't want to use the U-Haul money, you, you want to reach out and say, hey, man, let, me cl- let me call Cousin Tyrone. Hey, man, hey, hey cuz, man, you got that truck, man. Let me use that truck. Because my sedan can't pull. I don't have a hitch on the back of it. Right? You see, Zeke is that truck. And Tony is that nice whip. And Zeke ain't no any truck. Right? He's like that nice. Which one of those trucks? And I, and my brother got one. He got the Tesla. Got the Tesla doggone interior, you know? And he got the moonroof. They ain't let back, boy. You jump into that thing, boy. You be like, woo-woo. And that man can scope. It can pull. It can reverse. Got cameras. Got projections and everything. I mean, I forgot. The, I think it's a Ram or something that he got to dodge. But they got those trucks now. Shoot, you jump in that thing. It's floating. You jump into that. You probably, once you ride it, you don't even want to get into another car. You know, you be riding high. You want to ride high with it, right? But what I'm saying is that, yeah, Zeke is a luxury truck, and Tony is that luxury car, right? Two-seater, right? You don't want a lot of people riding with you with the two-seater. That used to be my excuse back in the day. You, you know, you don't want to ride with a lot of hard legs. You be riding with the soft leg. I got a two-door coupe, man. I ain't on two doors, man. Hey, man, I'm just going to be me and her. You know, I can't rock it. Hey, dog, can I ride? Nah, dog, you know, you're going to have to hit up my brother, man. He got the truck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want a lot of hard legs. Fellas know what I'm talking about. You know, only soft legs beside me, man. We don't want to be two guys in a in a in a sports car. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> uh, admit this is from gut. I admit I'm nervous about next week. In Rogers' mind, the only thing worse than losing to the Lions on the road is losing to Mike McCarthy at home. But don't be nervous. <laughs> 
don't be nervous man don't be nervous man uh just 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 understand that um <clears throat> the cowboys will be ready and i think mike mccarthy this ain't the old cowboys me and big a james got into it you know brotherly got into it and said he was like hey so you turn trying to tell me that this ain't the same old cowboys i said no this is not the same old cowboys then we lost week one he was like hey law you want to eat that crow you know <laughs> no we're not the same team we are a different team you know <laughs> that cope <laughs> uh chill bill y'all know what i'm talking about uh, and, and, and there's nothing wrong. The automobile, the greatest thing about an automobile, doesn't matter which kind you got, motorcycle, you know, um, <laughs> a four-cylinder car, six-cylinder, eight, luxury. They all can get to point A to point B. It's to ride along with that. And it's the driver, too. Can they, can they, can they switch that thing in gears, right? So the Cowboys, the driver of those automobiles is Kelly Moore. And in order for him to understand to get to point A to point B on the winning side of things, right, without burning up the clutch, is knowing how to utilize the right and proper weapons, right? Sometimes, sometimes you don't need the Ferrari or the Mercedes, the Lexus, right? Coop to do things. Sometimes you need to call Tyrone or call Cousin Zeke and say, I need to pull some stuff, man. You know, I got a bell. Hey, man, you know, great deal, man. They say, I only got two hours to pick it up, man. Come on, man. Come on. Let me use your truck for two hours, right? Let me use your truck for a quarter, right? <laughs> but you got to know when to utilize said, you know, E350 bands, two-door coupe there's an omg frenzy you know i need to have somebody to photoshop that you know uh the the car analogy right put zeke into one of those f-150s or whatever the nice trucks that's out there the best trucks out there and um put tony into one of those two-door coupes one of those nice type of cars right and then put the Texas Stadium behind him, so you know how that goes. I uh, gotta know how to shift gears just right. Yep, hero, all right. There's people right now. If you give them a nice fancy car, they probably can't get it out of the, <laughs> get it out of the first gear, right? Can't pull it up a hill. Get the shaking, right? Don't kill everybody, <laughs> and they'll be the only one alive. Don't you hate that? Rascal can't ride it. Kill everybody, and everyone, <laughs> everyone gone. He be the one still alive, right? Benz or trash, Choctaw, you know. Choctaw, you, are you an American-made uh, car guy or are you a foreign car guy? You know, uh, Pilot is a Chevy Malibu. <laughs> well, as long as he ain't a Prius, you know what I'm saying? And nothing wrong with a Prius. They're very efficient. You know, they're very efficient, right? They save a lot on gas. <laughs> you know, but when he's trying to pull that hill, baby, it get to shaking. <laughs> Uh, I'm a mechanic. I know. Okay, okay. I, I see you, Choctaw. Yeah, the Mercedes Benz. They don't want other people to touch them. You know, they only want Mercedes people to touch their vehicle. Secret Cowboy fan. Shout out to you, Christopher J. Just quick Q and A for everybody that's here, that's watching. I thank y'all so much. Uh, really appreciate you uh, for tuning in. This league is wide open. 
that's the message that I want to give out, get out today. And the standings, the standings, uh, as we look at it, Buffalo six and two, the, um, the, the, the New York Jets six and three, and the Miami Dolphins six and three. They got an interesting uh, party over there. And the, and the New England five and four right now, and then the Baltimore Ravens five and three. That's a unique division. Cincinnati five and four. All right, Titans five and two. They playing tonight, so a lot of things can happen. Um, the Indianapolis Colts three and five. The uh, Jags are three and six, one and uh, six. So we played the Jags in the Houston, right? So we play all three of these teams, right? We play all of these teams right here. AFC, AFC South, we haven't played a single team yet, right? So that's good for us, right? Those boys are still in contentions, but we'll be ready to fight that division. They're, they're pretty much everybody in a tight neck, tight neck road over there to their victories, okay? And then if you look at it, starting from the NFC East, if you guys can see the Philadelphia Eagles, they're 8-0. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys in second place. And if we look at our particular division records, we only a game behind. So that's why I look at it like this. Yeah, they may be 2-0. and They still got to play the Giants twice, right? And then they got to see us again, and they got to face Washington again. So we'll see how all of that gets down to the business part of it on the latter part. But I'm looking. <laughs> the only one game literally behind us because when we face them again, we could tie that thing up just like this. <laughs> so that's why I'm looking, right? And who the Philly play next? Y'all put that in the chat. All right, so Washington team, they fought hard this day, you know, <laughs> earlier, and it didn't come out victorious. The Minnesota Vikings, I saw a lot of holes in that team. They're 7-1. The Green Bay Packers, we faced them next. So I can't wait to see how that's going to all unfold there. Uh, Tampa Bay, they are in top of their division today. They're 4-5. and five. Of course, the Atlanta Falcons, 4-5. and five. So, hey, that's interesting. Uh, one thing that I heard from the announcers and the analysis of Tony Romo against those Bucks that he was saying that basically they're getting healthy, right? A team that you don't want to face in the playoff is a team that started off hot, got slow, got punched into reality, and get back hot again. Right. So that's why I say be careful when you pick. You don't want to pick too soon. Right. We've seen teams pick before. We don't want to pick too soon. And the Cowboys, my friends, we just started. Right. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, they're becoming red hot now. They're six and three. Right. The San Francisco 49ers, four and four. Right. The the Rams, you know, they're where they at. They are where they are. All right, and then the Arizona Cardinals, I don't care. So it's wide open, baby. It, the whole NFL is wide open, and we got to figure out things uh, uh, on that. Uh, <laughs> Yo, oh, Henry. Henry must did something big right then, huh? Dallas KC would be in the Super Bowl. There's some big Ds, man. Appreciate you, 83. Are you? Are you James Washington, Big D's, 83? You know, <laughs> I just play with you, man. Uh, unless you're just born in 83 and you just want to represent. Seattle is for real. Kenneth Walker is for real, right? You know, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> that boy good. I'm really looking forward to the Eagles. This is from Kelly Lawson. Appreciate you. Well, he said she, she said she's looking for the Eagles' downfall, right? Well, I just want us to be who we are when we face them. Hot. 
<laughs> so uh cowboy nation that that's my uh thoughts on this uh entire bye week y'all already know you merely adopted the dark i was born in it I'm going to get back to family over here. I appreciate you guys so much uh, on this bye week, man. I thank y'all, man, for getting me to 89K on the YouTube, man, on my journey to 95. I can't wait, man. 95, baby. When we get there, we really going to pop some champagne bottles, baby. You know, you already know it'll be something special. You know, when I get to 95, I want y'all to keep me at 95, right? Don't get me to 100, you know. Let's not all rest over 95, right? I just can't wait, man. But shout out to y'all so much. Really, really, really appreciate you. Shout out to the Facebook group, too, to get me up to 35, man. I appreciate y'all, man, so much. Yeah. Shout out to you, Coach Marv. I saw you in the chat. Appreciate you. And one of the things that he said uh, that I'm reading briefly while we was talking is that, hey, there's a hope for Odell Beckham because you don't know what you're going to get, right? And we can only look at past performance. But that doesn't mean that you're going to get extreme good measures from results. I said everyone have a reason, but results are what matter, Cowboy Nation. Well, Regardless of the wide receiver, the main focus is to the formula. And shout out to my guy, West Coast, who've been battling this formula too. Run the ball, right? If we run the ball, it opens up everything for C.D. Lamb, right? It even opened up a bag for Dalton Schultz, right? Gallup, he looked good last game, right? We look back at it. Now we need to see a levels of consistency. Consistency is everything. And anything and everything that you guys do, trust and believe. Establish a level of consistency. Be committed to your commitment. Try to put it in memory. As my cadence improves, right? You guys know one thing from me. It's to establish the consistency. I establish the rapport with you guys. Keep everything the same. Keep grinding. Why do you grind? It's because my reason. My why is different from most. Write this down, Cowboy Nation, and put it in your hearts. How bad do you want something? If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, and lose, all terror of your mind for it if you would simply oh just simply go after the thing you want if darker and grim and besiege and beset it with the help of almighty you will get it (laughs) shout out to les brown for that speech there my mom hit me up the other day and said baby i love it when you say that i said yeah because you inspired and pushed me and i can't wait to see it 
Can't wait to see it this weekend. So next week will be a little different and scheduled, Cowboy Nation, because I'm going to go see moms, right, in Mississippi. So I appreciate y'all so much. Yes, please use Turpin from Facebook user. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. The name is Law Nation. And remember, you're listening to nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing but the best. DC for life. Let's go. Michael, thank you. Congrats. Thank you for all the great content. Always keep it 100. I thank you so much. Do y'all want to run it up? <laughs> Let's go. Let's run it up, baby. Let's go. He said, yeah. <laughs> James Washington. He be that guy. Watch. Come on, baby. <laughs> Roll credits. Come on. Hey. Brandy, appreciate you. F-150 or Ferrari. Huh? Or Alexis. Or that Mercedes. Coke. Aston Martin, huh? <laughs> Eastside Harold, shout out to you. And God, Ham, God. Appreciate you. Thank those who support the channel. We're going to let the credits roll for a second. Come on. One day, when I roll these credits, for those who support, the line will be longer than Shaq's face. Huh? <laughs> Let's go. Shout out to the 601. Let's go. Sadiqwa. Let's go. Appreciate you. I rock the mill. Come on. Come on. OMJ. Appreciate you. Come on. Run it. Don't need no deals, I make the deal. I have to take it to a meal lately. I, I just, just wanna, wanna run it up. up. Yeah. Come on. Kinda check a song. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Y'all check out my guy, Koye Film Session too. He he put some highlights on Anthony Get Down Brown. Now I ain't finna go put up any reverse highlights on it. But y'all check it out. Appreciate you, 89K. Remember, thank you, Sadiqwa, for the super chat. Good night, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you, and thank you. Come on. I'm going to have to call out my guy, Okoye, one more time. Y'all check out his film session and analysis of Anthony Brown. DC for life. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. Yes, indeed. <laughs> be sure, be safe. And uh, since we won the last game, it'll still be Victory Monday tomorrow. Salute. <laughs>